the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Disciples Pathway Ministries. Welcome to Disciples Pathway Ministries, a mobile ministry with Minister Robbie E. Lilly. Disciples Pathway Ministry is a mobile ministry advancing the kingdom of God so that no one is left behind when Jesus Christ, our King of Kings, returns for His great church. Hello, hello, hello. Good afternoon, family. Happy Sunday. I'm so glad to be back with you all. You with I and here at Disciple Pathway Ministries where we love you. We continuously pray for you. We continuously lift you up as our family, and we hope that you're doing the same for us. My mother cannot be in studio today right right now, but she sends you her love. She's always praying for you guys. She looks forward to the next moment that she has with you all. Family, I just want to uh, really just give you all some things that have came into my heart as I was uh, reading and, and going about life this past weekend. The spirit really stirred up within myself the fear of God and what that is and what it truly means. Now, we have a a a, a basic understanding that the fear of God is simply the, the reverence and the respect of God, to regard, to regard him as he is God, the creator of all, all-knowing, all-powerful, all-present, and all that he is, the great I am. But in fearing God, there are some some things to fearing God. And I hope that I can uh, elaborate upon these things to where when we hear this term and we go forth with doing this, that we can be mindful as to the power that 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 is transpiring as we do this. But family, before I go into all that, I would love to open us up in prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus. We come before you, hearts humbled, knees bowed, heads down, prostrated towards you. Thankful to even be able to come into your presence, the most holy of holies, by the blood of your son and our savior, Jesus Christ. Father God, as we come into this place, may we be filled with bread from your table, satisfied with with water from your well, O Lord Jesus. May our hearts be open, our ears be Open our eyes, be alert as to what the Spirit is saying and revealing unto us this hour. Remove all distractions, all distractions, all matter of trepidation, hesitation, reservation, and let your word freely come flowing within us and to us. Lord, how we love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. The fear of God is instrumental to our existence as born-again believers. Our ability to access and live in the blessings of God stem from this understood phenomenon, the fear of God. In order, in order to understand the fear of God, we must understand fear itself. Fear gives off very physical responses. Fear is experienced in your mind, but it triggers a strong physical reaction in your body. 
as soon as you recognize fear, there's a a, a part of your your brain that's called the amygdala. It's a small organ right there in the middle of your brain that goes to work. It alerts your nervous system, which sets your body's fear response into motion. What am I saying? Your your blood pressure and your heart rate increase. You start breathing faster. Even your blood flow changes. Blood actually flows away from your heart and into your limbs, making it easier for you to start either throwing punches or running for your life. Your body is preparing for fight or flight. As some parts of your brain are revving up, others are shutting down. When the amygdala senses fear, it is going to harness reasoning and judgment the the area of your brain that is responsible for reasoning and judgment are now deactivated they become impaired so now it's difficult to make good decisions or to think clearly i want you to hold on to these to these facts of the amygdala and that it impairs judgment and that it shuts down the responsibility of that aspect of our brain fear is a real powerful emotion it's an emotional entity within our beings that we have to deal with. Let's think about this. What if a, 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 a rat or a spider were to suddenly appear? All that is going on around you, all that is going on in you is going to come to a halt. Because fear is going to literally incapacitate you. Fear is literally going to grab all that is your attention, all that is your being, and focus it on that which is causing the fear. If you were to see a a rodent run across your feet, a spider uh, on the wall, you're not going to think about what am I going to eat tomorrow. You're not going to think about what am I going to wear? You're not going to think about that that interview that you got. You're not going to think about that trash that needs to be taken out. All that you're going to be thinking about is that which is right before you because it it has gathered you and swept you in such a way fear has. I want to open up our word and take you to Ecclesiastes. Chapter 12, verse 9 through 14. Lord, bless us in the reading of your word. And moreover, because the preacher, that's a capital P, was wise He still taught the people knowledge. Yes, he pondered and sought out and set in order many proverbs. The preacher sought to find acceptable words. And what was written was upright words of truth. The words of the wise are like gods. And the words of scholars are like well-driven nails. Even by one capital S shepherd. And further, my son, be admonished by these of making many books. There is no end and much study is wearisome to the flesh. Let us hear the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commandments for this is man's all for God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. Thank you, Lord, for the reading of your word. And so Solomon 
the author of Ecclesiastes, he talks about the, the preacher, which is a capital P, and he talks about the shepherd with a capital S. Now, we know that anything that is capitalized in the Bible, it references the Son of Man. It references, represents Jesus Christ himself. So, because the preacher was wise, Jesus himself, he still taught the people knowledge. The preacher sought, Jesus sought to find acceptable words, and what was written was upright and words of truth. The words of the wise are like God's. And so that word is G-O-A-D-S. This is a farming tool used to guide oxen. Wanted to be clear on that. And the words of scholars are like well-driven nails given by one shepherd. So it's 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 amazing to see here, and this is this is before this is before Christ. This is Solomon speaking within the Spirit of God, and that the things that Jesus were giving unto the people, and had get and have gave unto us, were the very things that he had to bear himself. Well driven nails. A god is a is a is a piece of wood with a sharp end that leads oxen he was pierced upon that wood that stuck into the ground and he hung upon and solomon says this you the, the, to the reading to the reading of books the, the gain of knowledge what we call these days the higher education there is no ear but let us get to the end fear god and keep his commandments this is man's all Solomon and all his wisdom and knowledge and education humbled it down and summed it up to fear God and keep his commandments. The word fear in this instance means reverence. Also, it means awesome. Reverences to esteem, honor, and bow down. The, 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 the verence and the word reverence is to, means to perceive or watch out for. So in order to truly fear God, we have to ask ourselves this question, where is our eyes? I take you back to the happening with Peter and Jesus and Jesus, Jesus was upon the water and upon the storms and upon the waves. And Peter said, Lord, if that be you, bid me to come. And Jesus says, come. And he begins to get outside the boat and walk on water. And as long as he kept his eyes fixed upon our Lord, he would remain on top of the very thing that was giving him issues. But as soon as he started to look around at the storm, the wind and the waves, he began to sink. And so the Lord reaches down with his hand of faithfulness and pulls Peter up and says, Oh, ye of little faith. This is to show us that as long as we keep our eyes fixed upon him, we are in the true fear of God. We are in a true reverence. We are in a true submission unto him. Again, we look at that word awesome, which means the sum of all. A wise preacher once said, once you reach the end of yourself, you'll see the beginning of God. Once you reach the sum of all yourself, <laughs> you will see the beginning of God because he is awesome. All of you is all of him. So take your eyes and fix it upon him. 
that which is the window of our soul. Fix the window of your soul upon him that he may enter therein. He said, I'll open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing so much so that you shall not have room to receive. So he knows how to work with open windows and desires to work through open windows. If you will keep your eyes fixed upon him. Deuteronomy 10, 20 and 21 says, you shall fear the Lord, your God. You shall serve him and to him. You shall hold fast and take oaths in his name. He is your praise and he is your God who has done for you these great and awesome things which your eyes have seen. Who has done these great and awesome things which your eyes have seen. Deuteronomy chapter 10 verses 20 and 21 reads. So in order to reach the end, in order to be fulfilled. Because all we are naturally hollow, all we are naturally empty, all we naturally have appetites. And we look for the next meal at the next hour and have need to be fulfilled. If we want to be filled, if we want to know our purpose, if we want to reach the end of ourselves and know the awesome of who we are, fix your eyes on the, on, on the one. Fix your eyes on the things that he has done. Fear God is man's all. Now concerning those who do not fear God, Psalms 36 verses 1 through 2 says, an oracle within my heart concerning transgressions of the wicked. There is no fear of God before his eyes, for he flatters himself in his own eyes when he finds out his iniquities and when he hates. So hear what I'm saying, family. It is where is my position? Where is my focus? Selfishness. Is the cord the corridor, the conduit to many sins. Self-centeredness enables a plethora of sin. Because as long as you got you on your mind, as long as you are focused on, as long as you center yourself at the at the, at the center of your universe, everything else revolves around you. And so you and your limitness, you and your 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 humanness will begin to run out and be of no effect. We cannot go through life with selfish ambitions. We cannot go through life with us on our mind. There's a reason why the Bible never tells you to love yourself, but to love others. Moreover, love him because we were created to serve in order to make any kind of living. You have to render some kind of service. If you're uh, if you're if you collect trash, if you're a mailman, if you're a lawyer, if you're an athlete, it doesn't matter. In order to make a living, in order to make a sum of money, you have to render a service. So there, right there, just by just by our ability to move forward in this life, we cannot have us on our mind. Let's go back to the garden family, as I always love to do. The beginning of us becoming selfish was 
when we ate of that tree. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He said after they ate of it, the Bible says after they ate of it, their eyes were open. So that means their eyes were formerly blinded. Their eyes were blinded because their eyes were upon him. And their eyes were blinded upon him because in the beginning, God said, let there be light. <laughs> follow me, family, follow me. So when this light appeared, as light does to our eyes, it gives us the ability to see all that is before us. This light that God said, let there be at the first of his speech, captivated them, navigated them, showed them what it is and what and what all that there is and what all that they are. This light. But as soon as they ate of that tree, their eyes became open. And now they were able to see for themselves instead of with the ability that God gave them to see. And now after they were put out the garden because of this happening, remember they ate of that apple. That apple left an appetite before, behind in them. An appetite that we today are steadily st still trying to fulfill. This was the birth of education itself. We look for knowledge. We look for we look for resources. We try to add on to ourselves. No, family, don't get me wrong. The Bible says a, a, a wise man adds learning to his lips in Proverbs. But anything apart from him. It's nothing at all, family. We run around trying to fill ourselves with everything of God, but nothing that came from God. We want the things of God without God in the thing. Romans 3 verse 18 said, there is no fear of God before their eyes. So, again, family, there is no fear of God before their eyes, before their eyes. So as a result, those who do not fear God are led away by their own inclination of fear, the suddenness and the power that it has. Because there is no fear of God before their eyes, there is no direction before their eyes. So they're led away by their own fear. Fear is going to exist regardless. But now they're led by, the, by their own fear and this fear that has the suddenness, like the suddenness of a rat appearing or a spider appearing. And now the power that it has and that it incapacitates you, impairs all your judgment, swallows you up. And that is in that, in, in that the enemy is now able to utilize it against you and control you. This is why Jesus had to go snatch the keys of death. This is why Paul encourages Timothy and us in the second letter that he wrote in the first division in verse six and seven, there is there for I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. That word stir up in there means to emotionally get yourself going, emotionally stir up and, and get yourself excited about the gifts and the things that God has placed inside of you. 
He said, all these things of the garden, all these trees are good for fruit, are good for food. All everything in this garden you can have right then and there. There should have been a stirring up in Adam's heart. About all the gifts that God had given him. For God has not given us the spirit of fear. The word fear in this our English words, our English words are limited, but the fear, the word of God, the word of the word fear in this Semitic language means cowardly. Cowardly. The word cowardly is a Latin term. Which means tail. Almost as if a dog that tucks tail and run. God said. You are the head. And not the tail. The leader, never the follower. The lender, never the bar above, never beneath. He tells us this because we are not to fear. We are not. He has not given us the spirit of cowardness, of tailness. But the power of, of, of love and a sound mind. A sound mind. Let's talk about love and a sound mind right quick, family. Back to the top with the response of the amygdala. The amygdala is located right in the center of the brain. It is responsible for rendering judgment. So, again, as the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil were right there in the midst of the garden. That word midst of the garden, it has evidence that that word means suspended. So we're talking about the amygdala that is in our brains, in our minds, in our heavenly, in the heavenly places of our body. And so when they ate of that tree of knowledge of good and evil, they were given a power that was never meant for them, the power of judgment. Which is why God tells us not to judge, which is why we remind each other, oh, you cannot judge me. Only God can. Because we were not meant to possess that power of judgment. We were only meant to freely live. Live in the grace that God has given us with the fear placed upon him. Also responsible in the amygdala is love. This is man's all. Fear God and keep his commandments for this is man's all. In the amygdala, love. Is conceived. And Jesus said, a new command I give to you that you love one another as I've loved you that you also love one another. Family, understand that this decision is still being made within ourselves. Fear God. Fear God. Love one another. The center of what began in the garden is still at the center of what is being continued and will be finished inside of us. We have to come to him. We have to remain in him. We have to truly know what it means to fear God. We have to put off selfish ambitions. We have to put Jesus at the center. We have to come back and fix upon fix our eyes upon that light. That light that casts out all darkness to where we cannot see anything but such great light. The light of education, the light of knowledge outside of God is temporal family. The light of what I think I know is temporal family, but you have to be fixed upon that light. 
And then Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. The amygdala. Mind. And family, I want to extend an invitation to you all who have not received him in to do so at this time and hour. And if you would like to love him in this way, repeat after me. Lord, I am a sinner in need of a savior. I believe you hung, bled, and died in my place. You, the son of God, then rose and is now seated at the right hand of the father. Lord Jesus, you are welcomed in this place of my heart. May your spirit never depart. Receive me as I receive you this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. That's my time, family. We here love you. And until next time, one voice, I speak life. Thanks for listening to Disciples Pathway Ministries with Minister Robbie E. Lilly. Thanks for your prayers and for your gifts to his great work of God. For booking and requests for services, look up Disciples Pathway Ministries on Facebook. That's Disciples Pathway Ministries on Facebook. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.